everybody, it's me, Izzy. Lo and behold, we made it to the podcast world. The audio track you're about to hear right now was recorded live on YouTube. If you want to see it, you can go to the YouTube channel on Izzyverse, and you'll be able to catch that video. Thanks for supporting. Enjoy the show. It is now time to talk about something a little different. And one thing I always like to do in my shows, I love to represent where I'm from. I am from the Bronx, in case you didn't know, for those of you guys that are watching in different parts of the country and different parts of the world, for that matter. I'm from the Bronx. I've been part of the Bronx my entire life. And I do have someone here that is representing the Bronx, and we're going to be talking a little bit. So that's why this episode is called Representing the Bronx with Bronx Rider Group. And with me is Josue. What's up, man? You're on mute, man. Let's turn off that mute button right there. You can hear me. Now I can hear you. What's good? What's good, bro? How you guys doing? You already know. Uh, my name is Jose Cáceres, founder of BX Writers. Let's get it. Yeah, man. So we met a like a what? It's been about two months now, or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Sound like that. Sound like that. Something yeah. like that, right? We met at at a networking convention that we were doing in Bronx Brewery, and I was like, dude, this guy is awesome so i wanted to i wanted to invite you to the show and obviously it took some time to get you on the show but i think we we have the perfect time because we are going to be talking about some stuff that you got going on very soon um in fact let me go ahead and share that with the people to see we do have a network with bronx riders at the boogie down grind i've never been there myself but um it's happening tomorrow so we'll talk a little bit more about that there's also another event that's happening as well which is the poetry corner. I love I love the sound and I love the visual that we have going on here at Rose's Park. That's happening on which day again? Uh that's Thursday. Uh next Thursday, July 21st. July 21st. That's happening on Thursday, July 21st yes. as well from 6 to 10 p.m. So we're going to talk a little bit more about those things. But before we start talking about those events, talk to me a little bit about what is Bronx Writer? What's a, what writers? What is it all about and how you guys came about? Yes. So, uh, again, thank you uh, so much for having me on your platform. Um, you already know I love uh, talking to my people, love collaborating with my fellow artists and creatives. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, my name is Jose Cáceres. I'm a self-published poet, creative from the Boogie Down Bronx. Um, and I'm also the founder of a platform called BX Writers. And at BX Writers, what we do is we highlight and we showcase writers, poets, creatives, uh, in the Bronx and all over the city, you know, and we do that through many special projects like publishing uh, events like open mic, uh, workshops, and a lot more. Um, basically, BX Writers started around 2018. Um, in 2018, around that time, I was releasing, um, you know, I've always been a writer, always been a creative. But, you know, I didn't feel fulfilled, you know, like I, I remember creating and I was like, I, I want to do something more, you know, and I've, I've always been uh, heavy in my, with my community. You know, I've always loved to give back, but, you know, I wanted to give back to the writers and the, and the creatives and the artists in my community. So that's the X writers came about, you know, I just had the idea one day, like I want to create a platform where I put them, you know, I, like I, I don't, I can't make it uh, where I want to make it if I don't bring my community with me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's really how the idea of Big Writers came about. 
Yeah. Now, I know you did some collaborations with some people I'm familiar with, um, like Amaudis from Bronx David. Um, shout out to Amaudis out there. You know, he's that kind of guy. He's always shouting out. He's like, yeah, what's up, man? Gur, right? That, that's his tagline, right? Gur? Gur. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out myself, man. <laughs> yeah, Gur. yeah. Yeah. Or like a Bronx, New York, like calling, you know, it could it could mean anything, you know, you're so. Yeah. So so talk to me a little bit about what the how is it today? How is so you started, you said back in 2018. So it's a very interesting time period. Right. So you really had two years to kind of like grow and then pandemic hit. Right. right. So the pandemic hit, I'm sure like everybody else, it took a number. It took it took a toll on you guys in some way. But tell me a little bit of how much have you grown since then that you're now actually doing events and you're going out and you're re you're recruiting as well at the at the time because obviously Bronx writers are not just five people here and there it's it's a community right it's meant to be a community of writers and talented people to showcase their talent not just in writing but with poetry and other forms of arts in the arts so talk to me a little bit about the growth of BX writer, especially during this time, with since we're dealing with the really coming off the pandemic, thank goodness. Definitely. Um, so I would like to say before the pandemic, you know, it was it was a there was a growth. You know, uh, you mentioned Bronx Native with the Maoris. Uh, I used to be the brand manager of Bronx Native. Um, so you know, it, it was a growth. You know, we start we started by doing open mics. Uh, ended up publishing an anthology that included uh, many writers in one book. Um, but of course, then 2020, the pandemic hit. Um, and and in 2020, I actually caught COVID uh, when it was like at its highest in New Ooh. York. And I actually landed in Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Yeah, back in April 2020. Um, it was like all like a bunch of articles online and stuff. It, it, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. Uh, but, you know, we we came out of that. And I would like to think that the reason we came out of that uh, was because of our community. You know, we, we've always given back. We've always shown love. We've always tried to uh, give free resources to the community. So, you know, when we went down, um, the community definitely held us down, had our back and, and supported us all the way. Um, and and today, I mean, yeah, BX Writers, you know, I, I don't like to think of it as like my platform or something that I own, you know. I, I like to think of it as something for the people, you know, like it, it, the people's platform, you know, it's not, it's not something that's for me. It's not something where like my main goal is like, oh, I want to make a bunch of money out of this platform. Like I literally just try to, you know, I, I wish I had free resources in the Bronx, free shows, events that I could have went to growing up, you know, Yeah. Uh, now that I'm at, at the age where I have the platform, I have the resources. I, I try to spread that to the community. Um, and yeah, like today, you know, doing many events you know i'm doing like an event every week now um working writing a play at the moment uh where i want to have everyone uh that's in the play from the community mm -hmm. uh, from the staff to the cast um working on the second anthology um just trying to just create projects you know that that my people could collaborate with me in that's awesome that's really good and it's always nice to do that and the same you know i could say the same thing about the Izzyverse, right um, you, you probably noticed by now, especially with, with what you see there, it's very comic book heavy, um, mm -hmm. and things like that. But at the same time, it's about, it's about community. So when I think, when you think about Izzyverse, I want you to think about the multiverse, right? When you think of 
when you think of Izzyverse, you think about the multiverse. So you're thinking about a multiverse of different platforms, not just comics, not just wrestling, I but love the art and things like that. Because we are a community. In my world, the geek world, as we call it, the geek community, right? We do so, there's so much cosplay and things like that. And, you know, poetry is a big part of that. Writing is part of it, right? For every comic book, there's a writer that goes with that comic book, right? It's not just pure art. Um, so a story is being told. That's really what it's about. It's about storytelling. It's about being able to tell the story you want to tell, whether it is fictional, whether it's non-fictional, whether it's, you know, autobiography, whether it's a story of something else, where it's just commentary, right? It's, it's all that. And it's great to see, especially in a local community, local urban community like the Bronx, which does need more of it. it uh, unfortunately, it just doesn't have it, right? We we're, we're always seem to be behind Brooklyn in some weird way when it comes to these, to the arts at least, right? We only have one museum. We only have one place to go. But now it seems to be expanding to something. And it's because of guys like you. It's because of guys like Imaudis. It's because of guys like like Gary Camp, who I'm shouting out right now if he's watching. It's a good boy. My, um, it's because of guys like that who who love the community so much and love being a part of the Bronx. You know, I consider myself a Bronx native, born and raised, born and raised in I grew up in Fordham, bro. I grew up in Fordham, man. Right there, Fordham yep. Grand Concourse. Poof, that's where I'm from, man. I've spent 20 years of my life there, and I just moved up to Kingsbridge. Then I moved up to Bedford, and now I'm in Norwood. So I just keep going up a few blocks. You keep going up. <laughs> right? But I'm not leaving the Bronx. Every even time, every time my wife tells me, you're like, we're leaving, I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, you know, so... Yeah, you know, I, I like to think of it as like, you know, like a, a renaissance, you know, that, that's been going on in the Bronx, especially in the last few years. Um, like I said, you know, I, I remember growing up and having to go, you know, to the city, you know, Manhattan, uh, uh, just to go to like a, a show, you know, a certain arts related or an open mic. Um, and we were, we were just tired of that. You know, a lot. I feel like a lot of people in the community were tired of just uh, of being forgotten, you know, of, of having to go somewhere else you know, to, to have a good experience. Um, and we wanted to give that to the Bronx. We want the Bronx to be the place to go to, you know what I mean? And, and one thing that I noticed um, is the diversity, you know, that, that's in this art Bronx community. You know, you were mentioning how, um, you know, Izzyverse is, is like, it's like the multiverse. It's like, it, it just, it's all these different things together. And, and you know, like Creative One Comics, I, I, I collaborated with them you know, and I got introduced to this comic world that, that I wasn't familiar with. And and just all these different communities of people that's just so diverse and, and, and it's beautiful when we could all come together and, and unite and make the Bronx strong. You know, that I, that's what I'm all about. Yeah, absolutely, man. So before we start talking about any more stuff, let's let's put up avocado toast because I when I just send this out to Instagram, I said, you guys are ready for some avocado toast. Let's watch the video. It's a short video. It's only about a little over a minute. Watch the video, and then you can talk to me a little bit about the making of avocado toast. All right? Sure. Let me go ahead and put that screen up so we can see some avocado toast. And spoiler alert, there's actually no actual avocado toast to watch. <laughs> so <laughs> so throw, let's throw this out. All right? So let's go do some avocado toast, guys. Relax, kid. That cat is not astray. 
You cannot Columbus Day what's already been settled and made. Let me get the bread, Tropicana, aguacate on deck. I'm making my own avocado toast. Tell them they can't be remaking, capitalizing on something mommy been making. We should have known when they changed the definition of Harlem shaking. Hipster, please, you can't gentrify my chopped cheese. Bodega sunlights on full blast. Dominoes click clack while I grab my presidente from the back. And what you know about my peers? Calling him primo while he's just a cashier. Put it on my tab, put it on my tab. Except for high foods, your EBT will be taken here. Don't need a whole foods to get my goods. No such thing as a noise complaint when you in the hood. Book smart, but you thought that we forgot? Couple shots so they know the block is still hot. Avocado toast. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> all right. So let's talk a little bit about some avocado toast. What was avocado toast all about? Especially since I heard a lot of little Easter eggs. You mentioned a lot of things there. And it's so, awesome uh, to hear a lot of this stuff, man. So talk to me a little about avocado toast. Definitely. So um, avocado toast, which is a poem that's featured in my latest book of poetry uh, titled I Am Not My Home. Um, it's really a poem where, where, you know, I'm just expressing, uh, I guess my frustrations with, uh, gentrification and, and, and sometimes how, uh, things in our culture, uh, is taken and, and, uh, you know, it's just taken from us, you know? Um, and I guess just the frustration of the, of our community in general, you know, I think this is like an ongoing thing that's been happening. I mean, we've seen gentrification going on. Uh, in different boroughs, um, and 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 um, you know, I, I guess the whole the whole the whole thing about avocado toast is kind of telling people how, you know, we're we we we're not we're open to change. You know, we're open to change. We're open to new things in our community. We're open to growth. Uh, but we're, what we're not open to is you know people coming in and sort of you know like putting their flag and and saying this is mine now you know and and eventually our people have to move out you know we've seen it happen countless times we got um, pushed out right i want to see in the bronx you know what i mean yeah in our home um we feel like our home is still uh preserved for the most part and you know that's just something that i'm very very passionate about you know uh fighting tackling gentrification um, so that that's really the the gist of avocado toast. Yeah, and and I'm with you on it. It's like growing up, like I said, I told you I grew up in Fordham. You know, Fordham was a big is a big shopping hub, right? Mm-hmm. And when you go down Fordham from really, I want to say from University Avenue all the way to Webster, that's kind of like the whole Fordham block. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, you could just see culture. And it, it, it's kind of like Times Square, right? Where you see yeah. different cultures in, in one. Um, I miss the days of going to the corner to the pizza shop and playing a video game. You remember? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you played some Street Fighter and stuff like that. So, And, and there's, there's changes like that. Um, you know, but, but what re- really grinds my gears, as Peter Griffin would say, is seeing new, new buildings being formed and the prices of those places are ridiculous. So mm-hmm. they're, ne- they're, meant, they're not meant for the community. They're meant to just 
to, to make property, right? To real estate. And it drives me crazy. And it really drives me crazy because I can't find parking because of it. <laughs> yeah. So you know what I mean? But like people be like, well, you guys hang out. Nope. I got to park the car. I can't, I got, I need, there's no parking. I need parking, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that kind of stuff is really problematic. And again, removing the culture aspect of it all. Like, I, you know, growing up, it's like, you know, we, I, my neighborhood was very interesting because there was a, a very solid Puerto Rican, you know, you know, group there, which I was part of, right? Because I'm Puerto Rican. It was mm -hmm. a Puerto Rican group. And then, you know, maybe just within a few buildings down, it was very African-American. Right. Um, and then a, a, as a few years went by, like in, when we got to the 90s, then we had more Southern Southern American people, you know, the Salvadorians, the Hondurans, the Mexicans as well. Mm -hmm. um, all good people, right? And there was this... this um, Afro-Latin community, probably that's a good way of putting it, right? That was ba based from it, and we lived together. Yeah, we had, you know, they, we had our things. Oh, I, did, I I failed to mention my Dominican brothers and sisters, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my goodness, I'll get killed. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but we did have this, there's this level of community within that Latin Afro-American community that we had that was kind of being, it's kind of being pushed aside for what we what you mentioned with gentrification but in reality i think what's great about what we have is that we're holding true to our values and we're holding true to our culture right yep. again your your video mentioned a lot of things the bodega right for example okay. right every bodega has a guy that live that lives there that doesn't work there but he's there 24/7 right wow. my father was that guy so if you went to the bodega in Creston Avenue by Fordham Road, my father, Papo, they call him, or Johnny. Papo. Johnny wasn't his real name, by the way. <laughs> right? They, he would be the guy that's hanging in the bodega. He knew where everything was. And he just chills there with his Heineken and, you know, with his bag of Heineken, right? And then he's chilling, right? We're losing that. There's there's something to it. You mentioned the dominoes, right? Yeah. I grew up playing spades. I don't know about you. Did you ever play spades, man? Of course, of course. Right, you play the spades, and you know, and, and all that fun stuff. My, I met my best friend by playing spades. Wow. So, okay. you know, I played handball. I did all that kind of stuff. You know, I was a little weird because I was the rocker within the hip hop community, mm -hmm. but that's cool. You know, that's all cool. <laughs> Bronx man is is so diverse, man. Like we just we have every every everything here, you know. But I, you know, I I guess that's you know. We, and I think in general, that's what I try to do with my poetry. You know, I try to, I try to make sure that that our culture is preserved. You know, I I try to paint a picture. You know, as a storyteller, I, I want you to feel like, you know, like you've been in that setting. You know, like like you 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 smell you smell it. You can hear it. You can see it. You know, I have this line in, in another poem where I don't know where I go. Uh, uh, coco, cherry, mango. And then everybody starts laughing. It just takes them somewhere. Like it Get takes, the coquito, right? Yeah, like it takes them to a place where like they're getting the icy and they're like, oh, Jenny, mom. you know what I mean? So, you know, that that's as a storyteller, that that's what I want with my poetry. I wanted to take you somewhere, you know, and remind you of who we are and where we're from and take pride in that. You know, that's another thing, you know, uh, growing up in the Bronx, uh, the general consensus, you know, people wanted to get out, you know, like, let's leave the Bronx. Let's, let's you know, but no, like, let's build it you know this is our home let we're, we're the ones that have to build it up so mm -hmm. that that's you know something important that i try to do in my, in my writing and poetry 
Yeah, and you know, one of the things that really stood out in your writings when when I went to see you in the Bronx Brewery uh, a few months ago was the fact that you were mentioned things that brought back nostalgia. Your your poetry is filled with nostalgia, right? Um, urban Bronx nostalgia that you had to live in the neighborhood to understand that kind of stuff. You had to have been part of that neighborhood, like mentioning the coquito, the biragua, the bodega, that kind of stuff. Going to the to the swimming pool, right? Going to like Van Cortland Park or something like that, or St. Anne's or, or something of that nature. Um, all that stuff, Third Ave, right? Or all that stuff is part of the, the culture that was created based off of where we lived, right? Mm -hmm. um you know hip-hop was founded yeah. within within the bronx right yeah um and and that's important part to keep intact right mm -hmm. um one thing i did love is again when, when i when i did go to your show when when you did your poetry session the pops you would get whenever you mentioned something right we call that pops in wrestling that that um warrior pop the the world warrior pop when they would make the sound or when you hear the music you hear this big roar sound because you mentioned something that that strikes a tone so yeah. talk to me a little bit more about when you started doing that and when you realized this was a thing and it's almost like a signature for you can you can you explain that a little like like the pop like what? so so the idea of a pop and you you know i, I bet you you know what it is it's so in you're familiar with wrestling, I take it, of right? Course. All right. So in wrestling, when a wrestler comes out and it's a surprise, we'll say, mm. there's what's called a pop. It's called a wrestling pop. Um, they, they referred it to the World Warriors from back in the day, LOD, that mm. when they will come out, that the louder the pop, the more of the excitement. Uh, so, so what that means as far as what it means for in, in your possession, when you do your presentations, Whenever you mention something like the bodega, for example, or the dominoes, yeah, you and I'm sure you 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 heard it. You get what's called a pop that everybody reacts to it, right? Like yeah. someone will say, "Oh, yeah," and you hear that big scream sound that people are like, "Yes," mm -hmm. you know, that's what we call a pop in wrestling. Um, so when you started writing your poetry. When you initially started writing, and you started learning that it's starting to attract people's attention, right? Mm -hmm. People are like, "Yo, this guy has something to say, and I want to hear it now." Right? Yeah. When did you start realizing, and then when you started to hone that that in particular that process? Right. Great. Great question. Great question. Um. So I mean, I, I've always, you know, been a writer. I, I actually started out by rapping. You know, I've, I've always been heavy into hip hop. I used to write, I used to make music, um, but I was also I was also timid, you know. I wasn't always like that, you know. I used to. Um, it, it took a while to get there. It took a lot of going to open mics, looking at other other uh, spoken word artists and how they they did their thing, and looking at at rappers and that I admired and how they did it, you know. Um, so it, it definitely took a while to get to that, but um, I, I've always been a storyteller, naturally a storyteller, you know. I, I I used to work in films. I used to write short films, uh, working a lot with movies, uh, and and I know like like the art, you know, like you, uh, writing a poem is like a roller coaster. You know, you want people to have all these different emotions. You know, you you want them to laugh. You want them to get a little like sad. You want them to to get happy. You you know, you want all these different emotions within a story, within a poem, within a narrative. Um, and, and like I said, you know, whenever. 
I mention certain things in my poems. I, I, I just want you to I just want you to go there, you know. I want you to escape and, and be in that setting, you know. If you're not from the Bronx, I, I want to take you there when, when I bring you when I read my poem. You know, I, I want to say a line where where it may not like mean much, but but when you think about it, you're like, yo, like I I, I recognize what he's saying, you know, it, it reminds me of something. It, it reminds me of something in the past from the my from my past. Um so so I guess that's what you know I, I try to do with my poetry. I, I want it to be like a roller coaster of emotions. You know, I, I want you to feel all these emotions just keep hitting you back to back and and it takes a while, you know, but the the you just gotta write, you know, write, mm-hmm. edit. That that's the advice that I have for people. You know, often people ask me like what what's the best advice you have? And I tell them, just just start writing, you know, because most of my poems started off as just very terrible pieces of writing. And I had to go back and edit and edit and add these lines, you know, add this, add that, add the bodega, add this, that. Uh, Instead and, of and, calling it convenience store, you call it bodega, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the convenience store. Facts, <laughs> yeah. facts. You know, that that's just, that that's what I try to do, you know, with my writing, so. That's great, man. So let's talk a little bit about the events you got coming up. All right. So did I lose you for a second? There you go. You're back. Woo, scared me. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the events that are coming. Let's talk about the first event that's happening tomorrow, in fact, which is, and let me get rid of this little top portion here so everybody can actually see it. The Network with the Bronx Riders at the Boogie Down Grind. This is actually on Hunts Point Avenue, 868 Hunts Point Avenue. What's going on with this event? What's this event about? Talk to me about what, you know, it's from 7 to 10, so go check it out. Let's let's talk a little bit about it. So, Yes, indeed. Uh, first of all, I just want to shout out uh, the Boogie Down Grind Cafe at A68 Hunts Point Avenue. Um, we have a beautiful, wonderful partnership. Um, been doing open mics with them for the past, like, two years. A wonderful, beautiful cafe. Uh, shout out to Major Carter and James. Um, so right now, what I'm doing with them is uh, I'm doing these events, trying to do them every Friday uh, at the Boogie Down Grind, uh, and just all these different kinds of events. So this one in particular, networking with VX writers. What I wanted to do is I wanted to bring. I just wanted an event where I can bring all these creatives together in one place, um, and just and just talk and collaborate. You know, I think oftentimes. Um, not necessarily, not necessarily saying that, that people in my community do that, but sometimes we have the mentality where, you know, it's like, we, we can do it on our own, you know, like we don't help no one, we don't need to collaborate. Um, and, and I'm not about that, you know, I'm, I'm all about bringing my people together and, and talking about the future, talk about how we can build the Bronx, talk about how we can work and, and create something dope for the community. So that, that's really the main objective with this particular event. Um, and it's just going to be a beautiful night. You know, we got performed by some uh, some great friends of mine, amazing spoken word artists, King Camayera, Poetic Black Girl, Ant Morgan, um, regulars from, from like my open mic, uh, sounds by DJ Wawa, that's my guy right there. We're going to have many vendors present. Um, and, and that's just what, what we try to do is build this network of artists, of creatives uh, in the Bronx. You know, that's the important part that we're doing this in the Boogie Down Bronx. So, yeah, this is happening July 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow, you already know, pull up. Yeah, man, I, I do plan on attending. 
you know, we're we're trying to see what we're gonna do in the morning because it's actually my day off tomorrow. But yeah. I do pl- I do plan on attending. Hopefully, my wife will come with me, but maybe she won't. Maybe I'll just do a solo act. But I do plan on okay. attending. So we'll, you know, I'm looking for a shout out here and there. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about the other event that's coming up, which is the Poetry Corner. All right. This is ho- you're hosting this event. This is happening in Rosa Park on Thursday from six to what? Six to what? It's uh, six, six to ten. Yeah. OK. So talk to talk a little bit about this one. How does it differ from tomorrow's event? Yeah, so this event um, is an open mic series that I've been doing since about 20, I think like pretty much the beginning of BX Writers. Um, It's an open mic for poets. So straight up throughout the event, you know, you come in, there's a sign-up sheet in the front, you sign your name, uh, and and you go up on the stage and and you perform. Uh, and, And it's really such a beautiful event, you know, because you get to see so many artists and creatives and, and, and writers um, that, you know, you just, you didn't know like that they were from the Bronx, like you wouldn't know. And, like you you would think that um, you're watching all these writers and you're like, man, like we have this much talent in the Bronx, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we also gonna have like a bunch of vendors there present. It's on a rooftop, Rosa's at Park, beautiful establishment, shout out to Rosa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, it's just a, a open mic series. You come in, you sign your name, do your thing. We, we accept everyone and anyone. Uh, a lot of people, you know, it'd be their first time. Sometimes we have people with, like, they're seasoned. Um, you know, we, we not, it's not only just open mic. You know, we also have the DJ playing music, so you're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, food, drinks, uh, just an overall it, a, a, a wonderful experience for, for anyone. Yeah, that that's definitely sounds great. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make that one, but we'll we'll try to see. If we'll catch another one. Thursdays is my day. <laughs> we're we're you're you're in my Thursday show, right? <laughs> now, definitely, we're doing events all summer and fall. So yeah, yeah, yeah but I'll definitely I definitely plan on, on attending tomorrow. So I'll definitely plan on being there tomorrow. So I'll definitely say what's up. We'll 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 take some pictures. We'll do a whole bunch of stuff. We'll post some stuff up as well, guys. So, Josue, it's always been a pleasure, man. Nice. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for your, not only you're part of the Bronx, you're part of the Izzyverse now. Oh. <laughs> you're my, you're my poetry corner right there, my writer's corner. <laughs> you're officially a member of BX Writers, bro. Let's get it. Yeah, here we go. Let's, let's make the contract happen, right? <laughs> we got we to gotta do our little BX. <laughs> throw the X, man. It's always, been, it's always a pleasure to be part of the Bronx, man. All right. Let everybody know where they can find you, man. Yes, indeed. Uh, You can find me at BX Writers. That's B-X-W-R-I-T-E-R-S on the IG, Instagram. Uh, My personal is Josue underscore Casades. Follow us. You know, we're doing amazing things for the community, by the people, for the people. Free resources, free events for the community. Uh, My guy, Izzy, thank you so much for having me on this wonderful platform. Much success to you, and uh, let's thank you. I appreciate collaborating, bro. All right, guys, there you have it. That was Josue from the BX Writers. Go support your local writers, artists, whatever it is, man. Support those. I, I would love 
to support as many people as I possibly can through my channel. So, of course, that is my Bronx wing of the Izzyverse, which, of course, I'm a huge part of being a native Bronx native. And I thank you all for being a part of the Izzyverse.